Gift Biz Unwrapped, Episode 82. If you're having a good time, your guests are having a good time. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi there, I'm Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar shop, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. And today, I am thrilled to have joining us Mindy Moore of Ravinia Festival. Mindy is the Director of Events and Dining Services at Ravinia, which is the largest outdoor music festival in North America. Ravinia presents over 140 different events throughout the summer. These concerts run the gamut from Yo-Yo Ma to John Legend and is also the annual summer residency of the nation's finest orchestra, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. An undergraduate student at the University of Miami, Mindy graduated with a degree in speech communication and has been talking ever since. 40 of those years have been within the hospitality business. Mindy has worked for basketball legend Michael Jordan as director of catering and events at his restaurant and has opened many restaurants, including the legendary Pump Room in downtown Chicago. Mindy is proud to say that she's worked with some of the finest hospitality professionals in the business. And today she is here to share with us how to work with events and special high profile clients. Mindy, thank you for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you, Sue. It's my pleasure. I like to start off all of our shows by getting to know you in a little bit of a different way, and that is by having you describe your ideal motivational candle. So light this up for us, Mindy. What would the color of your candle be and the quote be on your motivational candle? My motivational candle would be the color of lavender and red. They complement each other, they're calm, and they pop. As I like all my events to pop and have a great time, but not add anxiety or stress to anyone's plate. My motto would be just have fun and be free. Oh, what do you mean by the be free part? We have a tendency to hold so much stress and so much planning on our shoulders. I certainly do when I'm planning an event or planning anything really. Should I have done it this way? Should I do it that way? Once you make a decision to do something, just be free and accept it. Don't go back and rethink over and over again. Absolutely. You don't want to rethink it. You don't want to make a decision and then change it because typically your first decision and your first feeling is what's going to be most successful. Oh, interesting. So you're saying just make your decisions, own them, and move forward. Right. Okay. I like that. Be free. Be free. (laughs) All right, then. That's going to be the motto, I think, of our whole talk here, maybe. (laughs) We'll see. That works. As I was mentioning to you, Mindy, in the beginning, we've done a couple of shows now talking about events and doing some type of thing to bring in other people. And it's great to get exposure to businesses, etc. You work with very large events and high profile people. I mean, I know all of the artists that come to Ravinia and they are all the best names, gift biz listeners, you would ever want to know. 
And so I'm sure there's been some intricacies with working with that clientele that our audience might not necessarily have, mm -hmm. yet I think we should all be presenting the very best and the top level to anybody that we're working with, whether they're clients, putting on events, et cetera. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to just get a different feel from you of how these things work. Let's start off by talking about why should a business consider doing an event? What are you seeing with your clients? What's their major business purpose behind putting on an event? Well, you have to have a goal. You have to have objectives. You have to have a reason why to put on an event. It can be a celebration. It could be an organization. You might need to decipher information to your team. You might need to introduce a new product. You might just want to have a family reunion. So there's a lot of different reasons. I've had the privilege of doing events for two to 22,000 people. And it's the same formula it's the same objective. Everyone really wants to have a good time. They want to give their message out and they want to do it within a budget. And it's an awareness of the information that they want to disseminate and it's how you do it. And the world is so creative and so colorful now that you really want your message to stand out. Whether you're singing happy birthday in a multitude of languages or you're doing a fundraiser or you're teaching the pharmaceutical company how to sell the next big medicine. Events are big now, right, Mindy? Events are big. Have you seen it changing over the years? Is, is it more important now than it was, say, even five years ago? Not than five years ago. It's, the rage has been slow and steady. More corporations are, instead of doing the big events that they used to do for hundreds, are doing smaller, intimate events. They're doing dinners for 20 to 30, because really what you want to do is build your relationship. And when you do a large event for so many, it's very difficult to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship and conversation to really see what your guests' needs and wants are. I think event planning right now is hot because it's romantic and it's sexy and it's fun and you can use your creative juices. What people forget is all the hard work and the hours of putting it together. We're going to get into that, but first I want to just underline this, events equal relationships. And this really ties into our audience because as smaller businesses, we probably wouldn't be doing events for a couple hundred people if it's specifically directed to our businesses. Maybe you would, but I'm going to suggest that at this point we wouldn't. Yeah. So the point is events equal relationships, which is really where you start looking at your goals too. Like what is your goal? Are you doing something with your employees because you want to show appreciation for all the hard work they put in, or you're going to be talking with them about a new directive, or are you doing something for your top tier customers or all customers to get visibility into your store or something like that. But I think, again, the overlying thing is events equal relationships. Yeah, I do a lot of client appreciation events lately, and that could be anywhere from 10 to even 50 people. And the biggest struggle the hosts are having is, how many employees do I bring in and how many clients do I bring in? Because it's expensive to entertain. Do I want to entertain with my employees? Is that going to bring any money in? Or do I want to show my clients how amazing we are? 
And the solution lately has been to bring a little bit of both because you as a president or me as a president of my company, I can't really build that deep relationship with all 50 clients, but my six salespeople can, and then we can have a nice relationship and build from there. So it's really not just entertaining clients and not just entertaining staff, but it's the two together. Bringing them both in for the same event. Yeah. So if you're a retail shop, and let's say you're doing an event not even in your shop, you're doing an outside event, such as I know, Mindy, at Ravinia, there's the lawn area. A lot of people Mm -hmm. will bring in people and block off spaces. But wherever it is, whether it's in your store or not, you're saying bring employees or a sales team, if that's what you have, and your customers, because you can Mm -hmm. actually do more in terms of relationship building if it's just not you with a large number of customers. Correct. Okay. Correct. You really need to have a lot of relationships to build a good relationship. Got it. You were starting to get into the fact that there's a lot of planning for an event to make it go off right. What are the first couple things that you need to start doing? If you've gotten to the point where you decide, okay, I'm going to do an event and you've identified the reason why you're doing it, what happens next? So once you develop your event goal and your objectives, The very first step then is to organize a team and set a budget. A budget is key because I certainly have champagne taste and typically a beer budget. (laughs) So you want to make sure that what you want to succeed in is attainable. Then you want to organize your team and decide who's going to be involved with this and what their roles are going to be. And then you want to set a date. Give yourself a couple options for dates because you might have a key three people that you want to make sure they're there. So you have to be a little bit flexible to make sure that they can show and the venue works and all the stars align. The team. Give us examples of the types of people that you would need on your team. So you want to have your hosts of the party and how many people are going to host the party. And once you know what your goals and objectives are, you're going to know who is going to help you attain that. So your team can be within your own company. And then you want to pick your venue. That's your team. Then you want to get your catering. That's part of your team and your decor and your invitation. So all the different pieces of an event typically represent another person. Okay, so the team is not just within your own company. It's all the different elements that you bring together to the success of the event. Correct. Okay, so you organize your team, you set a budget, you set a date with some flexibility in terms of probably a couple different dates. Do you think, Mindy, that you want to have like an overall theme, like a Hawaiian theme or? I think theme parties are a lot of fun. It can be your food, it can be your invitations, it can be your decorations, it can be your messaging. So it is kind of fun to do a theme. And do you need to carry the theme throughout everything? Yes, I believe you do. You want to do that because all of a sudden your guests are going to say, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, they are so creative and thinking of everything. So let's just take a Hawaiian theme and you send your invitation with some hula skirt. Then your guests leave and you have a swag bag and you put a little macadamia nuts And then your thank you note also has a little touch of the Hawaiian theme, tying the whole entire party together. Okay, do you have any advice on how to work with an event planner? If people haven't ever done that before, 
what types of things make your job easier? Let's say I'm a business and I'm coming to you and saying, okay, I want to start an event. What should I have already figured out before I come to you? And then walk us through the process of what you do with your clients. What I do as an event planner is I interview the client as much as I possibly can. They're coming in with an idea of what they want to do already. I don't want to change their idea. I don't want to change their focus. I just want to massage it to fit the venue that they're going to do the event, the budget that they have, and the messaging that they're going to give. I, as an event planner, really want my client to be as honest as possible. If she doesn't want to serve hamburgers, then she has to say, I don't want to serve hamburgers and I want to have a vegetarian feel. Because I'm going to go ahead and say my best thing is a hamburger. But it doesn't fit what she wants or the feeling of what the event is. You want to also surrender to the event planner. You want to be open. You want to be able to bring in new ideas. That is as the guest. As the event planner, I have to say, what is the most important thing? So if I'm doing, let's say, a wedding. Some clients have said to me the most important thing at this wedding is parking. And that is the farthest thing from my brain. And I'm like, okay, well, then parking, we're going to take care of it. However, we take care of it, whether we call a valet company, whether we have them park far away and have a party bus, we make sure that parking is taken care of. And then what's your next objective? And what's your next objective? My objective might be the service and the officiator of the wedding. Well, if it doesn't matter to the client, then it certainly should not matter to me. So I have to surrender to whatever they want and what their needs are as well. I heard you talking about something that I think is really important too. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mindy, but it's hard to work with someone who wants to keep control of the whole event. The reason that they are hiring you is so that you can take care of a lot of that because you know it's your business. Right. So I would imagine it's challenging if there is someone who comes in and although you have to customize it to their event, after they've shared with you everything, they need to listen to you and have you perform your magic because you know what you're doing, especially in your own venues. Right. And then they can have fun. You know what I mean? You really want to have a good time from the start, from the thinking about doing an event to planning the event, to being at the event, to ending the event to saying thank you notes to the next day when you're talking about who did what and what did who and what tasted great and what worked and what did that is the whole fun of it it's a complete process it's not just the day of those three hours where everybody is in your face and you're hobnobbing and you're happy and you're gracious and you're saying hello but it's the planning it takes hours and hours and days and days of planning and working with all your different vendors to make it successful and to me that is the most joyful part i'm going to get married okay so from the minute you get engaged to the minute you say i do to the minute you go on your honeymoon and send your thank you notes that's all part of the joyful plan would you say that working with you getting everything prepared then the day of the event they should just be enjoying everything and then you are there or you have somebody there who's taking care of all the background stuff You just want to go and have a good time. You don't want to talk to anybody. You just want to talk to your guests. And that's the goal. You hire an event planner so you can have a great time. So you can focus on your guests. You can focus on your mission. You can focus on everybody who is there and the reason why you're doing it. 
Because if you don't have an event planner and it's such a detailed kind of event, whether it's a meeting, whether it's a birthday party, any kind of activity that has a lot of different moving parts to it, you want someone else to handle. I'll know when to like the cake. I'll know when to sing happy birthday. I'll know when to bring out the big presentation. I'll know when it's time to move from cocktails to dinner. And when you're at dinner, I'm getting ready for dessert. So your event planner is always two or three steps ahead of the actual event. So you're enjoying it and we're planning for the next movement. And it's a streamlined evening or day. I think that all circles back to events equals relationships because when you're at your event, have you ever been to a party where the, like it fits in someone's house and the host or hostess is so stressed out because they're getting the dinner on the table, they're making sure everyone has drinks and at the end of the day, you never even have talked to them at the end of the party because they've been so busy orchestrating everything. Especially if you're in business and you're doing a business event, the whole point is for you to be able to interact with your employees, with your customers outside of the normal day-to-day business that you conduct. So I think that, and tell me if you agree, Mindy, is the major reason why you'd have an event planner because they can be taking care of everything. You can be adding value to the event through relationship building. Absolutely, 100%. When I was younger, one of my girlfriends, who's now a movie star, was putting together a dinner at her home. And there was like eight different people, all from different walks of life. One was a movie agent. One was a singer. Then there was me, who didn't know anything at the time. And she spent the whole time in the kitchen. And we were struggling to find a commonality to talk about. And finally, I'm like, I went in there and I said, listen, hon, you get out of here. I might not be able to cook, but I'm going to learn how to cook. And I think that was the start of me working in this industry because I saw all her guests were struggling to have a good time and they actually just came to see her. So I think that, that the opportunity to have someone be of service and help you. And it doesn't have to be a huge, big professional event planner like myself. You can have a chef. You can have someone helping in the kitchen. You can hire a bartender. You can hire a server. You can hire just one or two extra people to be of service that will free your hands and your time up to enjoy your company. And when you're enjoying your company, you're building your relationships. That's really great advice. One more thing about an event. I have the feeling that no matter how much you plan, no matter what you do, something is not going to work out as planned. There's always one thing. And then once that one thing is over, then it's like, okay, we're done. We had our one thing. (laughs) Let's move on. Right. What do you say about thinking that everything's going to go off without a hitch or any advice just to calm the host down about the day of the event? Well, you just keep moving forward. You've done all of your work. You've done work for days and weeks and months from planning and planning. And the day of something does go wrong. But as a professional, you just smile and you let your guests go and have a good time. Remember, we're not curing cancer. We're having a good time. So nothing that bad can ever happen. One time, actually, we had a, it was a bar mitzvah at one of the restaurants that I was working at, and their theme was gaming. So they put the little girl's head on fake money, and they had some kind of roulette thing that said, okay, you win a manicure, and you win, or you don't win this. And somehow, 
the gaming commission found out about this and came in an hour before the guests were coming and wanted me to close the whole entire party down. And I'm like, oh, my stars, I can't do that. And the host was right there already. And they're like, how in the world would the gaming commission come to this little itty bitty restaurant and think that we're doing gambling? So it Because it was a roulette wheel? Because it was a roulette wheel and she had fake money. And her invitation was something about gambling to have a great time with. So what did you do? I mean, hours. <laughs> well, it couldn't be hours, but I just, I had to move them from the situation. I had to let the servers take care of the host who was there and really beginning to panic. And they were the nicest family in the whole entire world. So I moved them from the situation. I brought them to another area. I brought my director and my manager at the time. And we all just talked to them. And at the end, we had a great laugh. I ended up buying them dinner in the restaurant. So all would be calm and fine. And they let me do that, which I was a little surprised. So they let you stick with the plan. They let us stick with the plan. Originally, we were going to have them take all the fake money away. I mean, on and on and on. And it ended up being, they saw the innocence of the whole entire event. So I don't know how that ever happened, but it lives with me every single day. Like, oh, my stars, if I had to close that whole party down that these people spent so much time and effort and money and detailing, it would have been horrible, but it ended up being okay. But the key was to get the client out of harm's way. They didn't have to react or be all upset before all their guests arrived. That was the biggest successful key was getting them out of the way so they didn't have to deal with it. Oh my gosh, I can only Oh imagine. my stars, it was really <laughs> funny today. Today, today it's really well, funny. now that it worked out, okay. You must have, when you finally came to a resolution, you must have been breathing such a sigh. Oh, my stars. And in the meantime, the kids were coming by bus, so I had to make sure all the other staffers, were, the party was still running as usual, and I couldn't manage the whole thing. Everyone had to really step up and do their part because me as the lead had to take care of something that was a lot bigger than any of us. So you really want to surround yourself with good people all the time because they can take over for you. So I couldn't be there, but I had the staff to take care of it. Well, that must have been a heart-stopping moment for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a learning experience for me to realize I can't do it all myself. You really have to surround yourself with great, trusting people. All right. Well, any final thoughts on event planning? And let's drive it back into more business. I'm imagining if you're bringing some people together for business, the host or hostess would want to address the group at some point. I've been to events before where you walk in and all you do is party and then you leave and it's like, okay, that was a great party and really fun, but did it really serve a business purpose? Right. Any suggestions in terms of how you would do that when in the event and how much time is appropriate? I think that it's always important to address your guests. If you call it from five to seven or even five to eight, I personally recommend having your welcome speech. You always want to have a, have a welcome toast within the first 25 minutes, even though it might not be critical mass, those people cared enough to come early and on time that your messaging is really important. So to raise a toast and raise a glass and welcome everybody is a wonderful thing. I also believe that leaving an event with something is really important. A little swag that you can tie your gorgeous ribbons around, you know, even if it's a bag of popcorn, whatever you're selling at the time. And when they leave, they have something in their hand. I think that's a really big key. 
So two touch points would be right in the beginning, an introduction within the first 20, 25 minutes. Thank you for coming, right. or whatever other kind of message. But would you say keep it short and sweet? Keep it short and sweet. Don't get into this big sales pitch. Oh, sure. no, 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 no. I mean, you can identify why everyone's here. You can identify your new product and your product launch. And if you can incorporate personally some of your guests into your welcome speech, that's a great gift too because it engages them and it makes them feel part of it. You don't want to talk at, you want to talk with your guests. Good point. So the introduction and then at the end, having some type of parting gift, whether it's a swag bag, a small little sample of a product. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive, no. I think is what you're no, saying. No, no. You're right. But something to thank them and send them on their way. It makes them grateful to show up and it makes them happy to leave. So when they're leaving, they say, oh, that was really nice. They thought of everything. And in between, you're meeting a couple people, you're having some food, you're having some beverage, you're looking at some videos. I mean, technology is one of the hottest things right now for all kind of entertaining. If you have a video of your product, you can have it running in the background. If you have a you know, a high profile person that you want to Skype in, you can do that as well. But to have some kind of technology is really cool too. What about some other special touches? Because I think so much is all the little pieces, all the little details add so much and they don't have to be really expensive. What other types of things have you done that are special touches? You really want to pay attention to the details. And I think I've started parties just around the details. One party, they were, it, it was a dance team. So I said, okay, everybody dance. As people walked in, each little kid would grab somebody and they would dance. So the music was always running. I think your food, your attention to the food is really important. The attention to your colors are also really important. And I think one of the biggest detail is you as the host having a good time. If you're having a good time, your guests are having a good time. It's a good point. The disposition of the host really will filter through the whole party. Totally. Absolutely. I, when I'm hosting a party of my own, I welcome everyone with the biggest hug and the biggest welcome and make sure they have food and a beverage and they're talking to somebody new. And then when they leave, I do the same thing. Who'd you meet? Did you have fun? I like to really emphasize meeting somebody new at every single event because you can come and you can come with your spouse, you can come with your friends, but if you leave with a new relationship, you are that much more ahead of the game. Totally agree with you. All right, Mindy, we're going to roll now into our reflection section. This is a look at you and what has made you successful along the way. You were talking about and sharing with us that trigger point where you thought, okay, half the hospitality industry is important to me and this is what I'm going to spend my career in. But do you have a natural trait that you're using while you're in the hospitality industry that has helped you to be successful? Hmm, that's a very good question. I'm a pretty go with the flow kind of gal. So I'm extremely flexible and I'm kind of a chameleon. When people want to do something, then let's do it. Let's make the best of it and have a great time. I am pretty hospitable and very warm and make people feel very comfortable, mostly by listening to what their needs and their wants are. I'm extremely organized. I can multitask for clients. And I personally like to have a good time. 
I'm not a big drinker and I don't do drugs or anything like that, but I really like to have a good time. So ever since I've been at the pumper, actually, I worked at night and I was in a party atmosphere and I had a great time and I got paid for it. So I think that was really helpful. And I do the same thing at Ravinia. Every night I get to listen to music. I get to meet wonderful, fantastic guests and people. And my friends and family come. And now all of a sudden everyone's my friend and family. That to me has been a great gift. But you really do have to have nice relationships with vendors. I don't think we talked about vendors very much, but For me, my vendors make all the difference. If I need to do decorations, if I need to have specialty food, if I need to have cars, if I need to have a balloon artist, if I want to have a face painter, if I want to have, you know, even at these smaller events, like in your stores and in your home, it's always nice to have special something. If you have a handwriting analyst, if you have a palm reader, if you have something that just sets you apart from any other event, it's fun. And I always like to bring something on that. And since I get to meet so many different people in my wonderful day, I make sure that I incorporate many new people into the events. That also brings to mind a really important reason to use an event planner, because you have relationships with all of these people. You've used them over and over again, and you have a rhythm of how you work together. So you're minimizing the possibility of a problem because you're already in sync with each other because these are people you use on a regular basis. Right. I can call a DJ and tell him to do this and I can have the decorator do that and I have the parkers do that. And that's for a big event, but even for a smaller event, the same way you can have someone mix music in your home or at your stores. Make sure that the people that are serving the food and beverage or what you like or the food and beverage that you're serving, you do like. But always ask for help. I don't think anyone should ever do an event by themselves because it's not as much fun and it's so much work. You need to be handling your relationships. That's what we're talking about, right? (laughs) Okay. So is there a tool that you use to keep organized? I mean, you have multiple events going on all the time. Is there something that helps you keep organized and structured that you could share with our listeners? I have a book that has every single day, every single event, and a timeline. I use a timeline for each event. So whether it's six weeks, eight weeks, two weeks, or one week out, I know what I need to do for each event. And I really use my Microsoft Outlook. I know that sounds so archaic, but every day I have a plan for what I have to get done. So I really just use my schedule. Have you read a book lately that you think our listeners could find value in? I read magazines all the time. What kind of magazines do you read? I use Crane Chicago Business every single week. I am a member of NACE, National Association of Catering Executives, which is an amazing thing. The special event TSC is a club I belong to, and they're always sending me stuff. I think it's really important just to stay up on trends. Any magazine really will keep you up on trends. I also like to walk the malls in the morning and look at the windows because that keeps me up on trends and see what's selling and see what colors are hot, see what's in. I like this and I like the answer that you've given because also gift biz listeners for whatever industry you're in, there are, you know, Mindy's talking about specific magazines that are important for her for an event planning 
position, right? But if you're in jewelry or you're in crafts, there are clearly trade magazines that you should have your hands on because as Mindy's saying, you want to be up to date with the latest and the most significant trends or adjustments or changes or whatever it is within your specific industry. Because customers, of course, are looking to you to be the one in the know. You know, you're the professional of that industry. That's never been brought up on a podcast before yet. So I'm thrilled that you did that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now, Mindy, I would like to invite you to Dare to Dream. I would like to present you with a virtual gift. Okay. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. So this is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside your box? What is inside my dream box? I would love to do an event, believe it or not, in Dubai. I've never been there and that actually has been a dream. I want to fly Emeritus Airlines to Dubai and do a big international event. I don't know why, but it's always been something I'd love to do. Okay. Is it going to be a wedding? Is it going to be a business event? Let's create the event right here. We're going to put it out in the universe. Okay. So let's say it would be my wedding. It could be my wedding. I hire a private plane and take all of my friends and family to Dubai. We stay at the Ritz and we have two days of pre-event parties. Then we have the wedding and then everyone goes on my honeymoon with me. I don't know if your husband's (laughs) going to appreciate that. (laughs) It's too bad. It's my party. Okay. And so here's the question. Are you going to hire an event planner? Absolutely. Perfect. I'll get the basics and the vision on my own, and then I'll sell the vision to the event planner, and she will make everything happen. Of course, because that is the way you are able to be free and enjoy your special day. (laughs) If someone wanted to know more about Ravinia and event planning and all of that, where's the best place for them to contact you? Directly, just contact me at mmore, M-M-O-O-R-E, at Ravinia, R-A-V, I-N-I-A dot org. And I am on my computer five days a week, at least six hours each day. So I'm more than happy to share and talk. I believe that right now I've had such an amazing, wonderful career that it's my job to give back. So I spend a good couple hours a week talking to younger people, mentoring people that want to get involved. I have more people that say, I want to change my business. I want to go to do what you do. Well, number one, I make it look really easy and really fun, but it is a lot of work. Well, you have experience too. Right. And I talked to this young girl. She wasn't that young, actually. And she did her wedding. She goes, oh, now I want to be an event planner. And I'm like, okay, what is your career? She went to school and she was an attorney. And we talked and talked a lot. And I said, well, why don't you read contracts for an event company? Why don't you do contracts for an artist? Why don't, I mean, that's what your specialty is, contracting and legalities. So take your profession that you first did, and instead of deleting the thousands and thousands of dollars and thousands and thousands of educational hours, enhance your career Bring it into the event industry, but become a specialty person with contracts or as an attorney. 
or I'm a florist. How can I do events? Well, what a great segue. So I do believe that as I've gotten older and more experienced in the industry, it's my job to give back and help people really look at it to see if it's what they want to do. You come to Ravinia, and of course, it looks romantic and wonderful, but I'm also here at nine in the morning getting everything ready, and we stay till 10 or 11 or 12 at night. But I have six hours of amazingness while I'm here, while the show goes on and the guests are here. But it's a lot of work, so you don't want to fool yourself to say, I'm just here to have a good time, because you'll be really tired really fast. I really like the insight where you're talking about take your experience and your education and see how you can merge it into something else, you know, some other type of a career. So you're really getting the best of both worlds, you right. know, what you already have learned how to do. And you may be creating a very unique business when you merge two things like that together, too. Right. It sounds like, Mindy, that you are receptive to people giving you a call and talking through and, you know, you're doing some mentoring, which is exactly what this podcast is meant to be, is to help pay it forward, to energize them and, you know, get them excited about their business, either jumpstarting their business or starting something else. Yeah. That was perfect. Now, Gift Biz listeners, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that there's a show notes page. It'll have all of this information, some of the highlights of the conversation that we've had, as well as other contact information for Mindy and the Ravinia Festival. Mindy, thank you so much. You clearly delivered as I expected that you would do. (laughs) I really appreciate your time today, and may your candle always burn bright. Ah, beautiful. Thank you so much to you and your listeners. I hope all of your events are happy, joyous, and free. Where are you in your business building journey? Whether you're just starting out or already running a business, and you want to know your setup for success, find out by taking the Gift Biz Quiz. Access the quiz from your computer at bit.ly slash giftbizquiz or from your phone by texting giftbizquiz to 44222. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Today's show is sponsored by the Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out the ribbonprintcompany.com for more information. After you listen to the show, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to jump over and subscribe to the show on iTunes. That way you'll automatically get the newest episodes when they go live. And thank you to those who have already left a rating and review. By subscribing, rating, and reviewing, help to increase the visibility of Gift Biz Unwrapped. It's a great way to pay it forward to help others with their entrepreneurial journey as well.